0: Luke chapter 18, Gospel of Luke 18, verse 29, Bible says, and he said unto them, verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more than in this present time and in the world to come, life everlasting. All right, the Lord Jesus said if you made sacrifices, even some of the greatest sacrifices you can possibly make for the sake of the kingdom of God, you will get manifold more in the world to come. And we know about that, but notice this phrase, in this present time. I'm afraid sometimes we get looking off into glory and judgment day so much that we forget the blessings we can get right now. Now it's true that some of our blessings will come on judgment day. And we just need to endure. But brethren, and sisters, there's plenty to come right now. And this verse reminds me of that. I want to preach this evening a balanced assessment of the present dear heavenly father i pray you speak to us and help us understand some things so that lord we're not always looking back at history and we're not always looking forward to eternity once in a while we think about what you're doing right now in jesus name i pray amen um i think that a lot of times we get so obsessed with the past and you know me i love our church history our baptist history And we get so excited about eternity and Judgment Day, and and rightfully so, that's important. That should be constantly in the back of our minds. But I think we can do that so much that we lose the importance of the presence. The present. There are opposing views of extreme optimism and extreme pessimism. And uh, sometimes it's good to be balanced in what you know is happening and what you know is happening right now. Maybe I should call this a biblical assessment of the present. But I want to say this tonight. I want to say you can take actions right now that will bless you far in the future, yes. But in many cases, they'll start real soon. Amen. And a lot of times the reason you don't have some blessings right now is you didn't start something just real recently. Uh, Somebody said, learn from yesterday. Live for today. Hope for tomorrow. Some are stuck in the mistakes and sins of yesterday. And brothers and sisters, we've all made them. You know what Paul said? He said, forgetting those things which are behind, I press toward the mark." He didn't say, at some point I'm going to press. He was pressing right then. Do what you can do right now. Quit thinking about what you'll do after you get the next promotion or after you graduate or after you get married or after you have kids or after the kids are moved out or after you retire or after whatever. And do something for God right now. Some are stuck in the successes of yesterday. Oh boy, those were I talked about glory days this morning. Oh, those were the glory. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> Forget the glory days. You can have something that make a great crescendo surpassing what you think is your glory days if you get busy right now. Amen. Some are stuck in our glorious history. I remember when I was a little boy, Daddy was in the Navy, and we were up there in Virginia Beach, and some of my little friends had Daddies in the Navy, and one of them had a, had a Navy uh, uh, recruiting poster, and it said, uh, it showed a, recruit, a recruiting officer talking to some young men and said, don't read U.S. history, make it. And let me tell you something, don't read badness history, make it. Good point. Get busy living for the Lord. Some only daydream about what might one day be. Some only speculate about the details of an apocalyptic future. Reckon when the Antichrist is coming in. When are we going to all start getting the mark of the beast? and When is 666 going to show up even more? And, and, and don't get me wrong, these are all biblical things. I don't mind you keeping these things in mind. As a matter of fact, the Bible teaches them, so it is a good thing to keep them in mind. But not so much that they keep you from doing what you ought to be doing right now in the present. Let me give you an illustration of presence and how important it is. You all know I went to Bob Jones years and years ago, and uh, I need to give a little bit of background so you'll understand what I'm saying here. This was back in the days when it was still a strict fundamentalist (laughs) university. I'm not saying they're not now, I don't know them that well. But boy, back then, I mean, honey, whew, (laughs) they were a strict fundamentalist school, no doubt about it. Besides that, you know, there were a lot of people there that came from kind of well to do families and they dressed just nice and just right. Everything about them seemed perfect, and, you know, if back in those days, it was all cotton, and if you wore polyester, it's kind of strange, and <laughs> it was all clean cut. It was the cool thing right then, and, you know, you didn't have the old frizzed-out hair of the 70s anymore, And because I went in the 80s, and everything had changed. I remember when they'd show us uh, videos from the 70s, as soon as the pictures of the students and the videos of the students from the 1970s that Bob Jones would come on, the whole place would erupt in laughter. laughter. And, I mean, it wasn't, you know, ten years later. (laughs) But the hairstyles and the clothing styles were so radically different already that, I mean, as soon as it came on, just playing the music before they'd ever even said a word, we were all dying laughing because we couldn't believe people used to look like that. (laughs) So uh, Bob Jones did lend itself to being kind of stiff sometimes. Not all the time. Don't think I'm running them down. God greatly used that place in my life. And I got right with God there, and I appreciate it. And my pastor that I grew up under went there, and Dr. Ruckman went there. and I mean, had some really great things. So I'm not running them down, but I will say, in certain cases, it could be kind of stiff. Half because of the rules and half because of the super cool people that we felt like we couldn't live up to that were there. And so uh, you were kind of stiff there and hoping you didn't look stupid and not wanting to be looked down on, you know, plus you're at that age where you're kind of worried about that stuff anyway. And uh, there was a kid, and he was from Tidewater, Virginia, and I'd grown up in Tidewater, Virginia, so I always felt a little bit of a kinship with him, and he was a Texas Receptus guy, so at least he wasn't an Alexandrian, so I kind of... Felt a little kinship with him and everything. And uh, his hair was frizzed out, and that wasn't cool anymore. He had a little acne on his face and was a little pudgy and wasn't wearing all the latest styles. And yet, wherever that guy went, there was a crowd of people around him. Everybody just just loved the guy. Uh, Mainly girls. There was girls around this guy all the time, laughing, talking. I remember several times we talked about that. You know, we was all stiff, you know, trying to not look stupid or something. And this guy couldn't care less. And everybody liked him. Furthermore, you know, the ones that were kind of popular, they tended to be, um, let's just say they weren't on fire for God. (laughs) They weren't bad, they weren't wicked, I don't mean that. But, you know, they didn't care if they were a little edgy. This guy was straight as an arrow, loved the Lord, talked about the Lord all the time, and still the crowd stayed around. You know, other people that were that way, we said, oh, they're a, we had a little term we called them. We called them a bojo for Bob Jones, you know. <laughs> and we said, yeah, they're." but we never said that about this guy. He was just friendly. He was just talkative. He just, I, I just couldn't believe it. And after, after a while, you know, I got kind of talking with the guy, what is his secret, man? I mean, there's a handful of girls that like him all the time. There's guys around him laughing. I mean, he just, man, this guy, what is it about him? So one Friday night, we're going out to do some soul winning, hand out some gospel tracts and things, and as we're on the way, I'm driving, and he's back there in the back seat. He said, hey, look, there's a bunch of kids. Pull over there. Let's, Let's witness to them right quick. Well, you know, I'm 18 or 19 years old. They ain't much younger than I am. Some of them my age. I didn't want to pull over and talk to a bunch of kids I didn't know. And they weren't listening to music like we were allowed to listen to. And they weren't using language like we were allowed to use. And they weren't dressed like we were allowed to be dressed. And <laughs> I was all nervous. And there was like a crowd of 30 of them. I wasn't going to pull in there and, you know, just start witnessing off the cuff. I was all nervous about it. So I. Just kind of drove on and acted like I didn't hear him. <laughs> he said, Man, pull over, talk to him. He said, I used to be in that crowd. I want to witness. So finally, he shamed me and I turned around, went back there all nervous and scared. You know how you are, you know, when you're that age and you don't want to look stupid in front of, you know, people your age and everything. He just walks right up and starts talking to them. Has the exact same effect as it did back with the Bob Jones kids. And these kids, just, you know, kids from the world, you know. And uh, I noticed after a while, a boy would walk away, and a boy would walk away here. But a couple of the guys actually stayed. But every single girl stayed right there. <laughs> and it's not like he was giving them pickup lines, I promise you. He is talking about, we're all sinners, we're headed for hell, Jesus died on the cross, shed his blood for our sin. I mean, and I mean, everybody was just as enthralled with him as when he was telling jokes back at Bob Jones. I, I never seen anything like it. I've thought about that guy a lot of times over the years. And one time as I was thinking about these things, I thought, man, what did that guy have? <laughs> and the only word that would come to my mind is he had this. He had presence. When he was with you, he was present with you. He was looking you in the eyeballs. He was interested in you. He cared about you. He wanted you to be happy. He, wanted to, he was never saying anything off color. Never anything slightly bad. You don't have to worry about that. This guy loved the Lord Jesus, and yet I don't care if you was strict and straight and kept every rule there ever was or if you didn't have any rules at all. Everybody loved this guy. And the only thing I can think of is presence. He was present there with you. And I've tried to learn from that, and I'm a nervous person and always thinking about tasks, and I don't do it near as good as he did. But God help me. I'm going to keep improving and just being present. So let's look at what the Word of God says about presence. Alright, the uh, first one I'll refer to is of course here in our text, Luke 18, 29 and 30. He said, uh, no man hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake who shall not receive manifold more in this present time. Alright, the first thing that you'll get if you'll be present is blessing for sacrifice. Here's a blessing you can get in this present time. You start giving something up for God, and He'll make sure, yeah, you'll get rewards on Judgment Day, and thank God for that, but let's just be honest. Most of us are not that patient, are we? Well, let me tell you what the Lord does. He shows up right now. You want to change in your life right now or real soon, you be willing to to sacrifice, but not just sacrifice for the sake of sacrifice. Not just sacrifice to say, I'm this big martyr or poor me. No, for the sake of the kingdom of God. And you watch God show up and give you joy. Alright, uh, that's blessing for sacrifice. Alright, the next one is Romans 8.18. I've got these in a list here, so you don't have to turn necessarily. Although we'll probably turn to a few of them. Romans 8.18, alright, this is what Paul says. He says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Alright, I call this one suffering in anticipation of glory. You know why you all go to work? Because you know that in a week or two there's going to be a paycheck. Isn't it a blessing when you know there's a bonus coming? It's not as hard to work when you know there's a bonus coming next month or in the next couple of weeks, is it? You know a good thing is happening. Can't you work better when you know some loved ones you had not been able to see in a long time are going to be at the house when you get home from work tonight or this week or sometime real soon? You know what that is? That's suffering in anticipation of glory. <laughs> you know what Paul said? He said, I reckon the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in Amen. us. Be sure that you know that the sufferings that you're going through, and God knows we're going through them, even here in rich, fat, spoiled America, blessed America. We got some things that break our hearts, don't we? Amen. They're not even worthy to be compared with the glory that you're going to get. You talk about glory days; they're in the future. They're not in your past. If you're living for the Lord Jesus, blessing for sacrifice suffering in anticipation of glory. Romans 8:38 For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. You know what Paul says? There is nothing in, including death or life or angels or principalities or powers or things to come or hide or depth or any other creature. And then he adds this things present. Now there are going to be some things in your present that show up that ain't going to be any fun. And they're going to be heartbreaking. And there will be a real disappointment. And I'm sorry. I, I I wish I could tell you how to avoid them, but there's no avoiding. Some of them will be because of your own sins and mistakes, and some of them be because of the devil persecuting you, and some of them gonna be because of the Lord testing you. <laughs> oh man, you poor children, man, the things you've got ahead of you. <laughs> but guess what? Not one of them will ever separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you've got some people that love you and stick with you and hug you care about you and do everything that they can to take care of you boy you got a great blessing and if the number one that you have is God almighty through Jesus Christ you really don't have anything to complain about long term and I I don't mean that I I don't suffer with you in some of the things that some of you are going through I know they hurt God help you I know Lord be with you I, I don't mean that I don't care but When we get to glory, oh, how small those things are going to seem. You know why? Because even in the present, we have the keeping love of God Almighty. God is a very present help in trouble. Many times I have helped myself get through a difficult time because I thought, well, just think, when I get to the other side, It'll be good, and that's good. That that helps. I remember one time me and Daddy was having to put having to put insulation in the house in Chattanooga, and it was a hot, thankless task. And that insulation was sticking to me and itching me, and I was sweating and a uh, miserable time. And Dad, and every time I'd get complaining, Daddy'd say, "Hey Bob, next Saturday, next Saturday football starts. We'll be in there in the air condition watching football," <laughs> and that helped get me through. Let me tell you about it. It's even better than that for a Christian. We don't even have to look in the future. He is a very present help in trouble. Mm -hmm. Listen, when when you've got a friend that you haven't seen for a long time, when you've got a family member you love that you haven't seen for a long time, even in a hard time, when all of a sudden you get to see them, boom, your spirits go up. When you've got a sweetheart that you are sunk in love with, and even when you're going through a hard time if they can be there with you oh man changes everything. if you love God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit like you ought to, you don't have to wait till next week because we're gonna get to watch football right now you're happy because you're in the presence of God. Security in his love I call this one all right now I'm going to read uh, from Romans chapter 11. Let's see here. I think Romans 11 is what I want. Romans 11.3 Lord, they have killed thy prophets and digged down thine altars and I am left alone and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself. There's the key. It's when you have the right relationship with God himself, not when you keep you know certain standards or go to a certain church. It's when you're close to God. Now, when you're close to God, you'll want to be in church. When you're close to God, you'll want to keep His rules. But the real key is are you close to God? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. I call this separation and fellowship of uh, Elijah had to be reminded even in that Baal worshipping day. There were thousands that had not been worshipping Baal. They were separated from that mess and they were in fellowship with God. And you know what? You can fellowship with them too. Now we live in a messed up day. The perversion that is openly paraded in our commercials and on our news and on every kind of media that you can imagine is stuff that 50 years ago in this country, they have never allowed. They would have never allowed. And it is tempting to throw up your hands and think, what is the use? You know what you need to be reminded of? There are still thousands, probably even millions of people that do not go along with that stuff. I work with some people that I don't believe are even saved, and they wouldn't touch that mess with a 10-foot pole. Amen. There's plenty of people That are separate from a lot of the junk that's going on these days. And as Dr. Ruckman used to call it, godless, depraved rot. (laughs) And you can separate from it and you will not be alone. Even if you do have to stand alone, it's worth it. But there's always thousands that feel like you do about it. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit of God isn't just working with you, is he? I call this one separation and fellowship. All right, now 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, speaking of the present. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21, the Bible says, Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours, and ye are Christ's, and Christ is God's. I call this one nothing to brag about, but everything is at your disposal. I don't care what situation you're in. You've got what you need to serve God in that situation. Because you know what he says? He says, all things are yours. You know what he says again in verse 22? All are yours. Here are a number of verses that talk about all things. Bible says, but to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in Him, and Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by Him. Listen, everything in your life ties into Jesus Christ and your relationship with Him. That's that's it. What will you do with Jesus is the question for right now. It wasn't the question back in ancient days in the Gospels. It isn't the question for Judgment Day. It's the question for right now. 2 Corinthians 4.15 For all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Paul is speaking. Hey, that's that's our spokesman. That's to us. That's church age guy. He says all things are for your sakes. Now don't tell me you can't serve God. God is up there and He has done everything for you. Don't say, well, when I make a little more money, well, when I do this well, one. Listen, just find something you can do to spread the word of God and be faithful at it. And he's giving you everything you need to do that. And if you'll do that, you'll start getting blessings real soon. Not to mention the ones on Judgment Day. I'm all for the ones on Judgment Day. I preach about the ones on Judgment Day. But today I want you to realize there are going to be some today. There's going to be some real soon. There's going to be some in this present time. 2 Corinthians 5.18, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 6.10, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. I've told you before about the owner of the big football team, multi-millionaire, billionaire. And how that he wept and cried in front of a Christian that was talking to him one time. And said, I would trade all the riches I've got if I could have a family like yours. Let me tell you something. If the Lord's blessed you with some things, you've got all things. If the Lord has surrounded you with people that love you and given you the truth of the gospel and you can be involved in that. You've got more joy, you've got more blessing, you've got more opportunity than somebody with a billion dollars who, in his own testimony, wept and cried and said he'd give it all to have what this other man had. Unbelievable. Second Corinthians 9 8, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. What? He's going to give me everything I need? Well, great. I'll just go party. No. He says that you may abound to every good work. There is not one thing will be held back from you when it's God's will for you to go do something for him. He'll, he'll make sure you got what you need. 2 Peter 1, three, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness... <clears throat> through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Nothing to brag about. Don't don't go bragging. Oh boy, look, I've got everything. But, know that all things are at your disposal. Right now. Not when you reach the next stage in life. You just take the things that you're able to do right now and be faithful with them. And, and I, don't, I don't want to put a bunch of pressure on you. Not six or eight or ten things, although... Hey, if you want to, fine. <laughs> but just one or two things. Just find one or two things you can do that will spread the word of God and stay faithful at it. Let just a short time pass and watch God bless your life. Amen. Amen. Let's see. First, First Corinthians 4. I'm going to read this one because there's a few verses too big. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Oh, I love this passage. This is some of his sarcasm. I can't help but laugh every time I read it. 1 Corinthians 4.8 Now ye are full. Now ye are rich. Ye have reigned as kings without us. And I would to God ye did reign that we also might reign with you. For I think that God has set forth us the apostles last, as it were appointed to death. For we are made a spectacle unto the world and to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but ye are wise in Christ. We are weak, but ye are strong. Ye are honorable, but we are despised. Even unto this present hour, we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place and labor, working with our own hands. Being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we suffer it. Being defamed, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and are the offscouring of all things unto this day. All right, here's something you'll need to do in the present. You'll have to do continual sacrifice. Now, I just told about the blessing that will come, and it will come right now. That's true. I just told about how God will give you everything you need, and that's true. I I don't take that back. But as with anything in life, there is sacrifice required for you to get a return on your investment. And there will be continued sacrifice. Sacrifice. Sometimes older Christians say, well, yeah, no, I used to do that, but I'm too old for that now. And amen, there are some things that you are too old for. But let me tell you one you'll never be too old for. <laughs> some sacrifice. Yeah. It'll always take some sacrifice. There'll always be something you have to give up. He said, under this present hour, we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times that they certainly do. He knew how to be abased and how to abound. But there will always be sacrifice. That's something that will be in your present life. All right, now here's an interesting one from over in 1 Corinthians 7. He says, Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment of the Lord, yet I give my judgment as one that hath obtained mercy of the Lord to be faithful. I suppose, therefore, that this is good for the present distress. I say that it is good for a man so to be. Now the Lord in Genesis said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I'll make him help meet for him. Uh, Throughout the Old Testament, we had the Lord blessing people that got married. In the New Testament, we have commands for marriage. And yet, Paul says, for this present distress, probably better if you just stay a virgin and don't even get married. (laughs) That reminds me to say this about the present. There will occasionally be unique challenges. It won't be normal. Uh, Guess what? Stay faithful through those It might be, you, was, you found your sweetheart, you was about to get married, you got a date set, you're already engaged, you're looking forward to it, and guess what? A war breaks out, and the prospective groom ends up getting drafted and has to go fight for four years. You know what you got to do? Endure through it. <laughs> you was all excited about getting married, you was all excited about getting the promotion, and it gets set back, somebody else got it, and you'll have to try next time. There will be times, there will just be a unique challenge in your present. Guess what? That's true of everybody else, too. You know what you need to do? Just stay faithful. I say that it is good for a man so to be. Well, wait a minute, Paul. God said it is not good for the man to be alone. Well, he says, for this present distress. <laughs> There will be times that in your life a unique challenge will come up, and it won't it didn't used to be that way and it won't always be that way, but for right now, you just need to hang loose, okay? Can you do that? Let me tell you something. That's true of everybody else too. Everybody else has disappointments, everybody else has setbacks. The Lord will show up and he'll bless you real good, but sometimes there'll be just some things you just have to hold off for. Here's a real good thing about present. Galatians 1 4, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let me tell you one of the reasons Jesus died on the cross for you. To deliver you from this present evil world. Amen. You know what will get you, young people? The stuff that's cool right now. Oh, yes. If I play, back in the big band era, that was the real dirty stuff. Yeah. That was the rough people going to the nightclubs that might you know, drink a little and commit adultery and stuff. Oh, that was the rough stuff. If I came in here and played some big band music now, nobody would hardly be offended at all. That's true. You know why? It's not the present, it's not this present evil world. There was a time when Hank Williams was the nasty, dirty guy, I mean, he killed himself drinking whiskey and, p- and taking pills. Rough life. Didn't even make 30 years old. Poor guy. Rough guy. He was the dirty stuff. But I've been in gospel meetings where we sang, I saw the light. In City of Gold, written by Hank Williams. <laughs> and tell you the truth, I got a blessing from it. <laughs> I will. I'll admit to you. I did. Uh, you know what? There just comes a point. It's been so long, it just doesn't have the effect it does. I'm not recommending, you know, Elvis or the Beatles or Rolling Stones or any of the old guys. There ain't no good. But there's going to be very few Christians backslide and go back into the world because of that old stuff. You know what will get you? The stuff that's current right now. Mm -hmm. The stuff that's cool right now. The dress styles and the language and the dirty stuff that's going on right now. You know what the Lord did? He died to save you from this present evil world. Now, Christian, that leads me to my next one. 2 Timothy 4.10 For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica. Crescents to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Everybody's gone, and the reason that Demas left him is because he loved this present evil world. It wasn't that he loved the golden oldies. And don't get me wrong... They weren't any good, okay? The people was drunk and smoking pot and Lord knows what when they were doing that stuff. But it just doesn't have the pull. This present evil world is what will get you. And that reminds me to say this. It's a constant temptation because this present evil world will be the stuff you'll get i wish some christians could be as present with the lord and as present with other christians and as present with some lost soul they're witnessing to as they can get with this world boy you let them see the latest uh, actor or actress boy they get real present man they're on that movie you can't shake them from that movie you get them in front of their video game, you can't shake them from their video game. You get them in front of their rock star, you can't shake them from their rock star. I wish they were that present with the Lord and with Amen. some Christian fellowship and with some poor lost souls that need witness to. Like that buddy of mine I was telling you about back at Bob Jones. I'll tell you, whoever he was with, he was present with them man. A constant temptation. Now I'll tell you something else you're going to have in the presence. Hebrews twelve eleven. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Let me tell you what you're going to have in your presence sometimes. You're going to get a little rebellious, and you get a little smart mouth, and you get a little sure of yourself, and the Lord's going to have enough, and He's going to smack you down. And it is not going to be fun. (laughs) But let me tell you what it will do. Afterward, it will yield the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Now, it will do that for you. So from time to time in your present, with all the blessings that God's given you, just understand when he gives you a swat. Just understand when he gives you a setback. And just take it and realize, amen, It's going to be good for me in the end. Once in a while you'll get sick. And you have to take some medicine that doesn't taste good. Or you'll have to get a shot that doesn't feel good. But you know why you do it? Because you realize it's going to help you feel better in the future. Once in a while you might even have to get a surgery. That sure doesn't feel good. But if a doctor can do it. You can trust him. You can sure trust God. When he gives you unpleasant blessings we'll call it. Alright one more. And we'll close tonight. 2 Peter chapter 1. Here's what Peter says. He says wherefore. I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. You know what Peter says? I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. You know what you're going to need in the present? You're going to need reminders and refreshers. I've often said some of the worst mistakes of my life were stuff I knew better than, I just forgot. He's got careless because they had not studied it. You're going to need constant reminders and refreshers. You read your Bible every day. You spend time with the Lord every day. You get around Christians that are serving Him as much as you can. You listen to godly music every day. You listen to preaching every day. You know what that will do? That will give you constant reminders and refreshers. Because He said, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them and be established in the present truth. The truth is permanent, but don't forget, permanent includes the present, so you'll need to be always reminded. All right, now, God help us to do a lot better job, as distracted as we are, and as busy as we are, and as nervous as we are, and as much as we're thinking to always go to the next task, and we're always in our heads thinking about the thing we need to be doing, I can remember... When a lot of our kids were little. I was always, I, if I was at work, I was feeling guilty. I wasn't with the kids. If I was with the kids, I was feeling guilty. I wasn't getting something done at work or the church or something. I, I was never, I shouldn't say never, but I was way too often not present. One of the most important things in your relationships, especially with the women and with the children, with the men to some degree, but especially with the women and the children, is you be sure that you're present. And above all things, with God Almighty. You be sure he has your undivided attention. You have your prayers where your mind is on God. You be present. You be focused. That is a biblical discussion of the present. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for a chance to.